0: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks for joining us. Sophie is off tonight. Global News has learned there is a connection between the murder of a woman in Coquitlam and a bizarre traffic stop in Surrey where a man shot himself. The dead man has a long history as a convicted romance scammer. And the dead woman in Coquitlam was a successful entrepreneur and humanitarian who fell for his charms before the relationship turned sour. Katherine Urquhart has the exclusive details.
1: Stephanie Forster was an award-winning social and tech entrepreneur. She was also an artist who was known for her humanitarian work in Haiti and locally, helping take portraits of kids at BC Children's Hospital and people on the downtown east side. The value of a photograph. Then, last Thursday, while sitting in her car near Lambert Way and Turner Avenue in Coquitlam, she was shot and killed.
2: We can now confirm that the victim was Miss Stephanie Forster of Coquitlam, 39 years old. Uh, we're appealing to anyone who knew Miss Forster to please contact the police.
1: That violent end came after months of alleged harassment by her estranged husband, Gianluigi De Rossi, a man she married less than a year ago. Two days later, on Saturday afternoon, police in Surrey pulled over De Rossi's car at 100th Avenue and 152nd Street. Moments later, he shot himself and died in hospital. Sources have told Global News De Rossi was the subject of an IHIT file in Coquitlam.
2: Yeah, we're familiar with Mr. DeRossi and uh, familiar with her, her background with him. He was someone we were hoping to speak to and unfortunately we will not have that opportunity.
1: We first told you about De Rossi in 2018 when his name was Reza Moenian. A woman came forward saying he had stolen more than $100,000 from her, forcing her into bankruptcy.
3: And he started threatening me. You're harassing me, don't call me again. I don't know you at all. He completely denied that he doesn't know me at all.
1: De Rossi was due in Vancouver Provincial Court this week to fix a date after being charged with fear of injury, damage to property. Court documents show Gianluigi De Rossi breached a court order on October 2nd. He was served on October 6th and was scheduled to be in court November 14th. He was not to communicate with Stephanie Forster, not to go to her residence, workplace or school. The charge was related to an incident in September when he breached a court order to stay away from Stephanie.
2: At any given time we'd have between 10 and 30 people out there working on this investigation.
1: Investigators won't reveal if anyone else is being looked at in the case For now, the murder of Stephanie Forster remains unsolved. Catherine Urquhart, Global News.
0: And breaking details now about a police incident in North Vancouver where the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team has been called out. Krista Dow is live on the scene with more tonight. And Krista, we understand there was a fatal stabbing. Is there any more we've learned in this case?
4: Well, Chris, we know the victim was a woman who, according to police, as you mentioned, was fatally stabbed inside this apartment building right behind me on West 3rd Street in North Vancouver. Now, as you can see, the scene here relatively quiet. That's because RCMP say that incident isolated to uh, an apartment unit uh, inside this building and police not telling us too much but they do say that they do re- did respond rather just after 11 this morning and found a woman suffering from stab wounds and despite life-saving measures by police and paramedics rcmp say the woman succumbed to her injuries now it is believed the victim and the suspect knew each other about the time at this time police are not sharing their relationship with us at the moment as for a suspect we do know that one person has been arrested and is currently behind bars this evening now the homicide team has now taken over this investigation and they do say there is no risk to the public but as you can imagine residents in this uh, apartment complex are likely very shaken up over all of this chris
0: very upsetting for sure okay thanks very much that's Chris dow reporting in north vancouver Surrey City Council has voted to send the province a formal plan to keep the RCMP policing in Surrey. The Solicitor General will make the final call even as the province grapples with the potential for even bigger changes down the road by eventually establishing regional police forces. Richard Zussman has more.
5: It is seemingly the never-ending carousel of Surrey policing.
6: Today, I've given Surrey the green light.
5: Three years ago, Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth approving switching from the RCMP to the Surrey police. Fast forward to now and the province is being formally asked to review a switch back. It has been the wish of the residents of the city of Surrey, and we have seen that poll after poll after poll that the residents want to keep the RCMP as the police of jurisdiction in this city. The review will take time and the expectation is there won't be a decision
6: until the new year. A lot of people join the Surrey Police Service in good faith, so all of those things have to be addressed, and that's what we're currently reviewing.
5: And this isn't all the province is reviewing. Right now, Vancouver has about twice the number of police officers as Surrey, and the RCMP needs to prove to the province how it will address staffing
6: levels. At the same time, the RCMP uh, have to provide me with a, a plan uh, on how they would restaff.
5: We would like to have more police officers in the city of Surrey, and that is the goal. Layered on top of all of this is the legislature is currently considering a report recommending that the province get rid of municipal police forces and move towards regional forces in Southern Vancouver Island and in Metro Vancouver, and a provincial force for the rest of BC. Is there political support at the
6: at the local level uh, to make that place? Because we've got you know Vancouver, you've got uh, RCMP, you have this 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 patchwork of police forces
5: many municipalities have supported the idea of a regional police and a provincial police force A change would include a new Community Safety and Policing Act, restrict mayors from serving as police board chair, address fragmentation and equitable access, and improve efficiency of policing.
6: This would take a number of parliaments to be able to achieve that. So we are working through those recommendations.
5: The biggest timing hurdle is the RCMP contract is not up in B.C. until 2032, meaning at least another decade until there's clarity of policing across the province. Richard Sussman, Global News, Victoria.
0: All right, let's bring in Keith Baldry now with more on some of the other key issues the province is going to be dealing with. Obviously, policing is a a big one, Mm -hmm. Keith, but what else are we looking at in 2023?
7: Yeah, just look no further than what David Eby's doing. The new premier continues his 100 days of action tomorrow with an announcement with Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim and local MLA Melanie Mark. He, the, uh, Mr. Eby's been meeting quietly with Mayor Sim uh, a couple of times now. He's been meeting with members of the Chinese Business Association uh, to resolve the issues of bedeviling the east side and Chinatown. We're going to have a housing announcement tomorrow uh, involving Mr. Eby and Mayor Sim. Uh, we caught up again to Mike Farmer today, who reminds us again of of the, all the sort of pressing issues that now become the priorities under the new administration?
6: Carrying forward on the work that uh, is already underway in terms of dealing with uh, the, uh, the issues of Safer Communities Initiative that the, uh, the Premier uh, announced and launched, it means ensuring that the uh, peer-assisted care teams d- to be able to help assist police in dealing with some of the mental health issues are in place. Uh, it's working with local governments, uh, identifying the challenges that they're facing in their, their specific communities,
7: So, again, lots of things to come on this file, Chris, whether it's housing, health care, public safety. Uh, David, is going to be a very busy and a very visible premier in the weeks ahead. He's got 100 days. He's not even reached his halfway point. We're going to see a lot of announcements. Another one tomorrow afternoon in Vancouver with Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim. The issue this
0: time will be housing. And full coverage on our channels tomorrow. Thanks very much, Keith. Appreciate that. All right, Vancouver Police are releasing details of a major year-long drug investigation that targeted an organized crime ring operating on the downtown east side. Officers have seized close to $3 million in drugs, guns, and cash. Project Torque, as they called it, was launched in November of 2021, targeting a trafficking operation believed to be manufacturing fentanyl pills disguised as Percocet, which are highly addictive and often fatal. Officers also seized cocaine, methamphetamines and benzodiazepine, as well as handguns, body armor and $123,000 in cash. The sad reality is that, you know, people who have substance
8: use disorder or people who use substances could be buying these counterfeit pills thinking that they're safe or thinking that they're, they understand the dosage and understand how many they can take and what substances they're acquiring. And tragically, um, there's no quality controls, obviously, with these
0: illicit counterfeits. Three people have been arrested and released, but police say they expect multiple charges once the investigation wraps up. A terrorist woman is wondering whether race played a role in the investigation into her assault. The woman suffered serious injuries to her face in a bar fight she was trying to break up and believes RCMP took too long to make an arrest, possibly because the suspect is a white female. A warning: the images of her injuries might be disturbing to some viewers. Erin MacArthur reports.
9: A night it was out easy looking at it. turned into a nightmare for Madison McKay. The 20-year-old was out with friends at a terrace bar when her life changed in the blink of an eye.
10: Like every time I look in the mirror, I just and just reminds me again that this happened is still happening.
9: McKay stepped in during an argument between one of her friends and her co-worker at the Northern Motor Inn. When McKay was pushed, she pushed back. The next thing she knew, the woman, whom she didn't know at all, hit her with a glass mug.
10: It just pushed her to get her away from me, and then it was just like one swing, like instant. She just grabbed it and just broke it on my face. And like, I remember I could hear the, the glass break.
9: The team at the emergency room and a plastic surgeon stitched her wounds closed. Two and a half weeks later, they are healing. But McKay has serious concerns about how the Terrace RCMP handled the investigation.
10: I was stuck traumatized and she was just left walking around the streets freely, not a care in the world.
9: According to McKay, it took the investigating officer six days before he followed up with her, while her alleged attacker was free to come and go as she pleased. Finally, last Friday, the RCMP made an arrest. In a statement, the detachment writing, Terrace RCMP are continuing to investigate the incident, and intend to forward the results of the investigation to BC Prosecution Services for consideration of charges. McKay believes racism played a part in the delayed police response, and can only wonder what would have happened if the roles were reversed.
10: As a First Nations Latino woman, like I 100% know I would have been in handcuffs in the back of that cop car. Like
9: the suspect has been arrested for assault causing bodily harm, but no charges have been approved, and no court date has been set. Aaron MacArthur Global News Still ahead Canadians caught
0: up in Peruvian protests their harrowing journey through a country rocked by political unrest next on the news hour plus a huge accomplishment at the atomic a huge accomplishment at the atomic scale the fusion breakthrough that could pave the way for limitless clean power And in sports, Canucks captain Bo Horvat answers some uncomfortable questions about his contract situation. Right now, though, British Columbians might not be paying a lot of attention to the violent and deadly civil unrest in Peru. But one B.C. couple is right in the middle of it. Kylie Stanton has the story of a vacation that took a wild turn with more adventure than they ever expected.
11: Riding through the night, dodging rocks and debris, oh, that was tight. the remnants of makeshift roadblocks at every turn.
12: The only way to get through was definitely motorcycle. Cars were completely stopped for most cases.
11: Colin Warobets is in Peru vacationing with his girlfriend. The couple had taken a weekend trip from the small town of Pisac to Ayante Tambo at the base of Machu Picchu. That's when locals suggested it would be in their best interest to make their way back.
12: Uh, just coming out of Calca, a ride that took an hour and a half to get there, took three hours on the way back um, because of like rocks and glass and trees and signposts. Uh, anything that they could haul into the road to stop traffic was was hauled into the road. <laughs>
11: Protests erupted in the country late last week after Congress ousted President Pedro Castillo from office, replacing him with Vice President Dina Bolarte. In los próximos días. Peruvians have since taken to the streets demanding an immediate general election. There have been violent clashes with police that have so far claimed at least seven lives, disrupting travel not only within the country, but in and out of it as well. It is impacting uh, certain flights and also certain train travel. So it is concerning. On Monday, Canada in Peru tweeted a safety and security update, urging Canadians in the country to, quote, contact us if you need emergency assistance. But experts say there are several things to consider before it gets to that point, starting with consulting the Government of Canada's website travel.gc.ca. There, you can register your trip so officials know exactly where you are. Purchase insurance and stay up-to-date on what's happening at your destination. Even if you're sitting on the beach, you need to know what's going on around you because things can, as we see here, change on a dime. Nothing's open. Warobets plans to stay in the country until just before Christmas.
12: I'm feeling fine. My mother is not feeling fine, Um, understandably.
11: But he'll be sticking to the smaller towns, choosing peace, over protests. Kylie Stanton, Global News.
0: First Nations leaders are welcoming a Court of Appeal decision upholding a smudging ceremony at a Port Alberni school. The case involved a smudging ceremony at John Howard Elementary School in 2015 and 2016. Students were invited to learn about the ceremony and indigenous culture. Parent Candace Servetius took the school district to court, arguing the demonstration infringed her children's charter-guaranteed freedom of religion. A lower court judge tossed the case, ruling students were simply observing the ceremony and not forced to participate in it. And the Court of Appeal agreed.
3: We are actually integrating our culture into curriculum. I mean, that's how far we've come, plus teaching of the language. So... We've come a really long ways and you know if we had lost at this court level you know we could have possibly eradicated all culture from the schools and we'd be back in the dark ages where we were you know
0: 10-15 years ago. The court also ordered the parent to pay the board's legal fees in this case. Just ahead spotting a sneaky scam.
1: And she said oh I don't want you to get this one it's a fake one.
0: Why you should be wary if you're shopping for gift cards this Christmas. And disaster for residents of a North Vancouver apartment building now homeless just before Christmas.
1: Super busy for no good reason here. Northbound on the 91A approaching the Queensborough Bridge, backed all the way onto the 91 exit. Through a charitable partnership between Kermac Cares for Kids and Surrey Memorial Hospital, when you choose Kermac Collision and Auto Glass, you also support the Surrey Memorial Children's Health Center. I'm Trish Jewison in Global One at the Queensborough Bridge.
0: It was a terrifying start to the day for residents of a North Vancouver apartment building when an early morning fire forced them to scramble to safety. No one appears to have been hurt But many residents don't know when they'll be able to get back into their homes or what they'll find when they do. Travis Prasad reports.
2: Firefighters still checking for hot spots after putting out an early morning apartment fire near 12th and St. George's. Dozens of residents waking up to the shrieking of fire alarms. Some rushing out of the three-story building with no time to put on something warmer. Around 545, 550, hear the smoke alarm. uh, And the fire alarm was uh, on and we evacuated the building and one of the the suites, we see the fire. We saw the smoke climbing out of the top floor and it was spreading from room to room. Getting the flames under control in the wood frame building was a team effort. North Vancouver City firefighters got some help from district crews along with the West Van Fire Department.
7: They encountered heavy smoke and fire on all three floors of the building and uh, initiated a a fire attack. Uh, Fire did uh, extend into the attic space, the roof space. They are able to, uh, through uh, good efforts, contain and control the fire.
2: The exterior looks okay, but officials say there's significant smoke and fire damage inside. Residents in all 65 suites made it out safely, but at least one pet is unaccounted for. Our cat booted out the window, can't find our cat now, Pepsi, but hopefully she's okay. Everybody
8: moving their cars out of there. The window's exploding from the fire.
2: It's it's crazy at 6 in the morning. Members of the North Shore Emergency Management Team were on site all day, transporting displaced residents to a hotel.
13: I don't know what to do
2: next. We will be able to go back or... Maybe we need to stay away for a few days, maybe. By the afternoon, some people were allowed back in briefly to grab their essentials. Making things worse is the timing. The bright red flashes of a fire truck are not the kind of lights you want to see during the holiday season.
14: So close to Christmas.
2: I don't think I'm going to be able to grab my Christmas presents because I, have to, I only have so much I can carry. So hopefully my family is understanding. No word yet on what caused the fire. Travis Prasad, Global News.
0: Gift cards are an easy present to buy during the holidays, but if you aren't paying attention, it can get complicated quickly. Scammers have been busy figuring out a new way to steal, and Amada Gahi spoke to the woman who first sounded the alarm about the scam.
4: I
15: almost got scammed again. Her video has been seen almost 100,000 times. Here's a real one. Ex-police officer Nichelle Loss found a gift card scam and shared it on TikTok.
1: I mean, it's hard to see on on screen, but you can actually see that it's a sticker.
15: It's a gift card scam now circulating through retail stores across the country, targeting holiday shoppers. Don't get scammed out of gift cards this season. And prompting the Better Business Bureau to also issue a warning.
5: Scam artists, I always say they're a business too, right? They're trying to make money. And so, the perfect opportunity for them is when people aren't paying attention and they are busy. So, what we would remind people to do is just to be very careful at this time of the year.
15: According to the Retail Council of Canada, last year $3.8 million in losses were reported due to gift card fraud. During their daily check of the stock on the shelf, staff at Dis London Drugs in Vancouver found and removed two tampered gift cards.
7: We do know that we have had some instances where we've detected tampered cards being dropped in our stores in the lower mainland and uh, we're glad that we're finding them. This is an example of a tampered card. You can run your finger along here and you'll notice that there's a raised ridge and if you use your finger, you can actually pull that away.
15: That sticker barcode belongs to a different gift card that the scammer is hoping shoppers accidentally load instead of the one they are purchasing themselves.
7: Don't take any risks. If a card doesn't look right to you, report it to the retailer. They'll pull it off the shelf.
15: London Drugs says its staff are trained to recognize these cards at the checkout and encourages shoppers to take a second look, just like Nichelle Loss was able to do.
1: Nothing irks me more. It is my pet peeve when people take advantage of others.
15: Emma Degahi, Global News.
0: Vancouver's largest food bank is getting a hefty donation of, among all things, yogurt. This is one of two pallets of Olympic organic yogurt dropped off at City Reach Care Society. That's more than 1,500 tubs of yogurt For Vancouver's largest food bank. The society feeds about a thousand families a week and has been feeding people beyond capacity for the last six months. While food banks discourage individuals from donating fresh food from food companies, it's a much different matter.
12: We are so grateful for any donation, especially coming from corporations. We don't receive from individuals donations, but we receive from corporations. It's the only way that we can actually access uh, good, healthy, fresh produce and uh, yogurt, food like that, to actually get to our, uh, our families in need.
0: The Greater Vancouver Food Bank estimates half of all the food it distributes every week is fresh, including fresh fruit and vegetables and, of course, the yogurt. And TransLink might have devised the perfect stocking stuffer for the commuter in your life. Metro Vancouver's Transit Agency is releasing these train-shaped compass cards. They can be used just like a compass card or a wristband. Just tap on your favorite transit service. The mini trains even light up when they're tapped. Only 3,000 blue adult mini trains are available starting Wednesday. They cost the usual $6 deposit and you can get them at the customer service center inside waterfront station if you want to grab one coming up an historic achievement in clean energy production
2: making the seemingly impossible possible is when we're at our very
0: best a breakthrough in fusion technology and why the world desperately needs it to work and growing concern for a couple missing in bc
1: Panner flow is out over here at the Massey Tunnel. So two lanes in both directions and it's moving pretty well. Just some pockets of volume southbound on the approach. Today's Lotto Max jackpot is an estimated $30 million. Lotto Max dream to the max. I'm Trish you in Global One at the Massey Tunnel.
0: RCMP and Prince George are asking for the public's help locating a couple who went missing yesterday morning. 28-year-old Jason Graham Burley is described as 5 feet 11 inches tall with thinning brown hair and glasses. He now has a full beard. 24-year-old Robin Morelli is 5 feet 4 inches tall with short brown hair and brown eyes. They're believed to be driving a white two-door Hyundai Veloster similar to this one. Police and their families are very concerned for their well-being and you're asked to contact police if you know anything about where they are. RCMP have raided properties in Surrey and White Rock in connection with a multi-million dollar drug and money laundering investigation. Police say $14 million from an online cannabis business was laundered through various companies. Investigators say the money was used to buy real estate, high-end vehicles like a McLaren supercar, a custom hot rod and other luxury goods. According to police, the main site where the pot was produced was a rental home in a residential neighborhood just blocks away from an elementary school. Now, scientists in the U.S. are announcing a major advance in fusion technology, a potential breakthrough in establishing a limitless supply of clean, carbon-free energy. Global's Eric Sorensen shows us how it works.
12: Fusion. The same process that powers the sun has been achieved ever so briefly in a California laboratory. A breakthrough that signals vast new possibilities to produce energy on the planet without radiation or carbon emissions. It could one day power everything from batteries to entire cities.
2: The science and technology challenges on the path to fusion energy are daunting. But making the seemingly impossible possible is when we're at our very best.
12: We've come to understand fission, the power and the hazards from splitting uranium atoms. Fusing hydrogen atoms, the simplest, most common element in the universe, releases far more, far cleaner energy. But look what it took to do so. At the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory in California, inside the length of three football fields, 192 laser beams, blasting split seconds of energy, creating tens of millions of degrees focused into a tiny cylinder pressurizing a capsule smaller than a BB, creating a controlled, sustained burst of fusion energy for the first time. The
13: fusion fuel stayed hot enough for long enough that it ignited and it produced more energies than the lasers had deposited.
12: That's the breakthrough, getting more energy out of the reaction than all the energy that went into it. The technology could enhance national security for America's nuclear weapons program, Canada's General Fusion, based in Vancouver, has spent years developing a different type of fusion system with partners in the UK that could see a commercial fusion plant operating in the next decade. And while it is a highly competitive field, Greg Twinney is thrilled with the news from California.
9: People have been chasing fusion for decades, and the reason they've been doing it and been so persistent, including ourselves, is because the immense transformational power of putting fusion on the grid. It is the holy grail of energy.
12: Much of the world's modern energy has been developed with risks to human health and at the expense of the environment. Fusion could be the energy of the future that does no harm. Eric Sorensen, Global News, Toronto.
0: The 18th annual air ambulance toy flights landed at six BC hospitals today loaded with Christmas cheer. That is Santa and his entourage landing at B.C. Children's Hospital today. Then they travel to Abbotsford Regional Hospital, Surrey Memorial and Royal Columbian. It's an annual tradition of flying to facilities by Helijet and the B.C. E.H.S. and this year they started their goodwill tour on Vancouver Island.
14: Santa wants all the children in hospital over Christmas to know that he will never forget you.
4: Ho, 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 ho. It's very, very special. Obviously, we have patients and families who come to us from around the province, and they're some of them are away from home, and so Santa coming to the hospital and bringing some merriment and um, joy just brings some semblance of normalcy.
0: St. Nick and his elves were able to hand out about 220 teddy bears to kids across the region including 55 stuffed animals at BC Children's Hospital. Still ahead, from title fights to treasure hunter. Grew up an angry kid. Martial arts helped me center myself. How a mixed martial artist is using that discipline to find hidden gold out in the BC wilderness. And in sports, the uncertain future of Canucks captain Bo Horvat. Join Global News Morning live from the Pan-Pacific Christmas Wish Breakfast. Come donate an unwrapped toy and make Christmas a little brighter for families in need. In partnership with Fortis BC, investing in energy for a better BC. The 35th annual Pan-Pacific Christmas Wish Breakfast is back and it's happening tomorrow morning. The Global News Morning team will be live on location And Michael Newman will be there. In fact, he's there right now ahead of the big day. Michael, this is such a great event. And for a lot of families, it really is part of the Christmas tradition.
14: Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. I'm going to um, strategically place myself on this escalator here so you can get a sense for what's going to happen tomorrow, where all the action is. And this is a very special event. I'm looking around. I'm seeing a lot of our crew setting up all the technical stuff. I'm seeing all the Pan Pacific um, staff setting up the chairs, the tables, the, um, the silverware, the plates, all the stuff um, to, to make this a great event tomorrow. And so what's really important is, it, you know, it's the 35th annual. We t- t- took a couple years off, but now we're back. And the excitement is in the air. And, and really what we're here for is to help support families, um, kids in our community, get a holiday gift this year. And um, I think Mark, oh, I think we have a special guest here. Um, uh, my guest, Mark Rodriguez, just so happened to be setting up a Christmas tree. Michael, good to see you, I was Michael, waiting for you. Yes. I'm doing a little uh, preparation for tomorrow. Indeed, yes, indeed. Yeah, they called me down early. I was talking about the importance of this event and how excited mm. people get for this. And um, for oh. you, you've done this for a long time. Um, how are yeah. you feeling about tomorrow morning?
8: You know, I'm more excited for this one than ever yeah. because we've missed a couple of years. Uh, we know people are ready to come in and be so generous as they always are every year. And uh, I'm really pumped about this. Uh, so I got here a little early, obviously, as did you. But yeah. uh, we're all going to be together tomorrow morning and nice. uh, four straight hours
14: of uh, uh, bringing in toys from very generous people here in, in BC. hundred percent, and I think it's important. If you're going to be in the area, we really invite you to come down. You're taking donations, um, cash donations, um, gift cards, and I think also yes. unused uh, uh, boxed toys, right? Okay. All that, all that. Yes, yeah, so you can make a donation. Gift cards are a great idea, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah you bet. So, of course, of course.
8: So we'll see you tomorrow morning, and of course the, the great breakfast that will be served to you uh, once you make your uh,
13: donation, yeah.
14: Okay. Well, um, I'm, I'm expecting at least one blooper for tomorrow. Oh, there'll be um, several, several. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. We always have a few fun times. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much. And we invite time. you to come down. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Send it back to you all.
0: Bloopers are a Christmas wish breakfast tradition <laughs> as well. Michael, thanks very much. Mark, you better get to bed. I know it's an early start to your day. Have a great night and a great morning uh, tomorrow. All right, let's hope it's decent weather for it. Not as much sunshine today. Here's Christy.
10: Yes, a bit cloudier certainly today, Chris, but that wasn't the case across all parts of the province. Have a look at this. This is a shot looking out over, or from Sun Peaks looking out over the valley, and it almost looks like snow off there, but that's really the valley cloud that has developed. They saw a little bit yesterday, and certainly today that was quite thick. A beautiful, serene shot and where we get this inversion that develops, and Gary shared us these photos because it was so exceptional today in that area. Here's a quick look at how it develops. So when you get clear skies light winds, an inversion develops, so the cool air sinks to the valley bottoms, creates that um, that valley cloud and the warm air rises up above. And when you get that pattern, it just it has a hard time uh, mixing or changing at all, and it sometimes can stay for days. Uh, we are expecting a little bit more wind tomorrow, so we are hoping for it to clear. So you may wake up to the valley cloud, but hopefully that will dissipate by the afternoon hours if you saw that today. Meanwhile, the south coast as well, that will be the case. We saw this front move across yesterday or sorry today and so we are expecting that to clear tomorrow so we'll see a bit of fog in the morning but we should be enjoying sunshine by the afternoon Here's a look at the morning lows though I wanted to give you a glimpse as to how cold it will be across the region zero to minus four out through the Fraser Valley and certainly well below zero across the interior regions. Now here's a look at your forecast for tomorrow so again that valley cloud certainly possible in many areas but we're hoping for it to clear with a bit of wind tomorrow to help to mix things up a little bit. Staying cold though in areas like Kamloops at minus three and for our region we're expecting highs of about four to six degrees uh, so potentially Five degrees in through metro vancouver we've got three days of sunshine on the way wednesday thursday and friday over the weekend though we'll certainly see a change that brings in the potential for snow of course stay tuned we'll have more details as we get closer but it could be late saturday that we have that potential tonight central windows weather window coming to you from victoria showing the beautiful festive colors out in the harbor there thank you to brenda for that one chris back to you
0: such a pretty time of year there in victoria okay thanks very much christy we'll bring in squire barnes now and will look ahead to sports privacy in professional sports isn't seems like it isn't always possible no it's
13: uh, well certain things you can keep private contract negotiations and things like that no mm-hmm. uh and bo horvat knows it's hard to keep things like that on the down low but just the same he doesn't want to talk about all the stories going on about his contract negotiations with the Canucks.
16: I feel bad for my teammates having to you know, hear all about, about this um, you know, in the media and uh, I don't want it to be a distraction.
13: So Horvat will keep quiet about it after today and let the process play out behind the scenes while he continues as the Canucks captain.
0: That's a relief to a lot of people at least for the short term. Also coming up a fighter turned treasure hunter finding a lot more than gold along the way. Squires here, ready to roar?
13: Yep, I'm all good. Here we go. Here we go. So, uh, Bo Horvat responded to all that talk yesterday about the fact he has said no thanks to a couple of Vancouver Canuck contract offers. But basically, he said today, I don't really want to talk about it. Now, it's not surprising he said that. It's a smart thing to do. Don't talk about it. Let it play out behind the scenes. And as far as the contract is concerned... Just wait, because the price is going up and the Canucks have salary cap issues. The Canucks probably can't offer Horvat what he could get on the open market as a free agent unless they move salary out, which, as we found, is not easy. And some of their big money players will not be easy to move at all. Players like Oliver Ekman-Larsen, for example. It's almost impossible to get someone to trade for him unless you throw something else in. Bo Horvat knows that when you're the captain, you have to face off with the media all the time. But when it comes to contract negotiations, the C on Bo's chest stands for confidential.
16: afraid from the beginning of this season, uh, when the season started, I just wanted to focus on hockey focus on the team and, and winning games and, and trying to lead this team by example and, and not let this be a distraction.
13: He went so far as to talk to his teammates about Trying to keep it from being a distraction.
16: I feel bad for my teammates having to, you know, hear all about about this, uh, you know, in the media, and I don't want it to be a distraction. So I apologize to them. And for me, it's just uh, focusing on winning hockey games here.
13: But in reality, his teammates didn't need an apology. They understand this is all part of the game. He's been
8: uh, a leader for this team for a long time now. Um, done a great job for for the organization. I think he brings it every night. Plays a 200-foot game he's doing a, he's doing a great job and uh, you know business is business in this world I mean obviously um, you know things will take care of themselves wh- however they work out but uh, in the meantime he shows up to, to work every day and,
16: and that's why he's our leader for me it's just a matter of you know playing hockey right now I'm not I'm not worried about it you know I want to be a Vancouver Canuck I'm a Vancouver Croc right now uh, until they say otherwise and for me it's um, you know I've have nothing but respect for this organization and i'm very loyal to this loyal to this organization and i'm going to continue to do so
13: the uh, canucks will play in calgary tomorrow night but they like won't, won't likely will not be facing their former teammate chris tanev a man who has suffered more than his share of injuries during his career was hit in the head blocking a shot in a game against montreal last night now he was checked out at a montreal hospital tests were negative he was allowed to fly home with the flames after the game Here is how it happened. And as I said, we've seen Chris Tanev, who is a brave man, take a lot of pucks over the years blocking shots. This one catches him right where there isn't any more helmet. That's the thing about blocking shots. Players are not fully padded. There are spots the puck can hit, and it can hurt a lot. He was helped off the ice, but as we said, thankfully, he was able to fly home and hopefully he can get back in the game soon. And here's news that affects the Canucks and the Bo Horvat situation. NHL boss Gary Bettman says revenues may not end up being as high as they had hoped. And the salary cap might go up next year by only $1 million. Last summer, there was a lot of optimism that the salary cap could go up as much as $4 million next season. But that appears to have been far too optimistic. Seattle Kraken are off to a very good start this year because they've been excellent on the road. But tonight, not so good in Tampa Bay. And this is a brilliant goal by Braden Point. Look at the moves. And then goes backhand the finish. One more look. As the Lightning beat the Kraken by the score of 6-2 down in the Sunshine State. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo's chance to win a World Cup is gone probably his last chance. But Lionel Messi still has a shot at finally winning a World Cup for him and Argentina. Now, Argentina dispatched Croatia 3-0 today. Croatia was a finalist at the last World Cup, and they're a team that knows how to win on the big stage. But Messi conjured up way too much magic for Croatia today. Let's check out how it happened. It started with a penalty kick in the 34th minute for Messi. He's not going to miss that. And then Julian Julian Alvarez basically runs every red light on Main Street before he goes and puts this one in the net. The ball just kept bouncing back to him. Finally deposits it for a 2-0 lead and then watch more Messi magic here as he'll set up Alvarez for a second goal, but this is all number 10. Stops, turns, other way, finds his man. 3-0. So Messi will get a shot. At the World Cup he's never won one Argentina has but never with Messi so tomorrow we'll find out who they'll play France is the favorite here against Morocco but the Moroccans have surprised everybody so far Mm -hmm. their winner will play Argentina there will be a third place game between the loser and Croatia there you go
0: it's gonna be tough to get anything done around that time in the morning tomorrow thanks very much Squire. stepping out of the ring in the search for gold a BC fighter finds a new passion that's next this is BC with Jay Durant, Is brought to you in part by VanCam Freightways. BC owned and operated
12: for 75 years.
0: Jordan Armstrong is
9: here now with a preview of what's coming up on Global News at 11 tonight. Jordan. Chris, members of the B.C. legislature have opted not to stuff their Christmas stockings with a pay increase. MLAs have been in line for salary hikes of 6 to 10 percent next year. They already earn a basic wage of $115,000. Today, a closed-door development, and the proposed increase is off. We'll tell you what happened at 11. Plus, if you live in Richmond, you could be in line for a sizable property tax hike and we'll have the details tonight. Chris?
0: All right, thank you very much, Jordan. MMA fighter Crew Williams has shifted his quest for title belts to searching for BC treasures. As Jay Durant shows us in This Is BC, Williams is hitting every corner of the province in the hunt for gold and other precious items.
3: I grew up an angry kid. I had my challenges, and martial arts helped me center myself.
8: Crew Williams has been in the fight game most of his life, competing in all kinds of contact sports, from Muay Thai to MMA. But he's also found something else that's captivated him. It started as a teenager when an uncle told him about a BC legend.
3: He threw a challenge of a lost gold mine out there for me, and I scooped it up. Ever since then, I became obsessed with it. You see the circular design around the
8: top. That fascination earned Crew a spot on a team chasing some long lost gold on the show Dead Man's Curse. When you're on
3: the gold, you need to be on the gold.
8: And now the champion fighter has become a full-on modern day prospector.
3: I love finding gold. Once they start popping up and you get pieces and flakes and the nuggets, it's like you see why people go crazy over getting gold.
8: But it's become so much more than that. Williams is on the hunt for anything of value or significance. Minerals, gemstones, historical artifacts. He's turned into a true treasure hunter.
3: Uh, I was just out in seashell doing metal detecting on the beach for fun. <laughs> you know what
8: I mean? Along the way he's learning a lot more about BC's history and experiencing parts of the province he never could have imagined.
3: Nice. I've been in every terrain BC has to offer now, like from the mountaintops to literally under the water. So for me it's like, where don't I go next? <laughs> For me, is like I can go anywhere, live anywhere, and search anywhere for almost anything.
8: Back at the gym, Crew's teaching new generations.
3: I'm, I'm training with groups of fighters, watching them get belts, get championships, and it just, it's more fulfilling.
8: But there's a second calling that also needs his attention now, a taste for adventure that has
3: no limits. The inner kid, the Peter Pan in me, just like never wants to quit now. Now I'm looking at doing adventuring and treasure hunting for the rest of my life.
8: Jay Durant, Global News.
0: Well, if you know someone who has a great story to tell or something unique to BC you want to share with the rest of us, just email your ideas to Jay. It's thisisbc at globalnews.ca.
13: My idea of adventure is looking for a lost golf ball in a bush.
0: That's about as far off the trail as yeah, you go. Yeah, that's it.
13: That's as far off the trail as you go. As long course. as you
0: can drive the golf cart there. you can Actually, no, you walk most walk, of the time. I yeah, walk. Yeah, you walk but, most yeah. of
13: the time. Yeah. Uh, big match tomorrow, too, in, uh, in Yeah, I mean, you know, Morocco has surprised everybody, but most people think they won't be able to surprise France.
0: We'll mm-hmm. see. Which sets up. Quite a battle. If it was if it is
13: France and Argentina, that would be quite a battle. But you never yeah, know.
0: You never know. You never They've know. surprised others. All right. Thanks very much, Squire. Thanks to Christy and to all of you for watching. Hope you have a great night and we'll see you back here tomorrow.